Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Glad you could join us. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I almost feel like I can't do too many shows on things that are economically related because I know there's a lot of consternation out there. People are afraid the dollar's going to collapse. People wonder what's going to happen in the precious market, precious metals market. How high are the taxes going to go? Uh, are they going to spend this into oblivion? And there's no recovery or end in sight. I, listen, this this is a time in all my years on the earth, and, and I've been pretty economically astute through most of my adult life, I would like to think, and I've never seen a time like this. So to help us unravel this, I asked Colin Plume from Noble Gold to come on and give us his perspective. Colin, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Always good to, to get on, and, and obviously a lot happening uh, today, so it's, it's exciting to, to dive in. What 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 do you imagine the everyday person really needs to be concerned about from an economic standpoint? Well, I think the problem today is with investors is they are too quick to jump ship on an investment. I think that's you know you see it today. You know the one thing about cryptocurrency is. It's created wealth for, for a certain amount of people very quickly, but typically um, investments that are good um, are ones that, that happen over, you know, three – not three to five weeks, but three to five years or longer. Mm-hmm. And so my my big concern is, is that people are thinking too kind of short-term and then, you know, always my big – fear for people is is just focusing on um what's up i think that's we always say in in the precious metals industry that that you know we wish more people would buy it before it it breaks two thousand dollars an ounce before silver breaks fifty dollars an ounce Um, but a lot of times people just they want to see it move and they they kind of catch the train and sometimes it's a little too late. So, you know, where prices are today, silver below 24, um, you know, gold below 1800, you know, these are prices that people should be looking at metals and, and they shouldn't wait uh, until, you know, we get get on that bull run again. Because inflation, no matter where you look, the inflation numbers are from five to, you know, I've seen reports of 15%. So, you know, you you know that assets that have limited supply, like gold and silver, are going to do well. It's just a matter of when they're going to move. It's going to move now or in six months, but eventually the the price correction is going to happen. And uh, so it's just it's just about being patient. That's that's the most important thing right now. Wow. Um, I, I, here's the question I have here coming back, and I'm not disagreeing. I'm trying to understand because we live in such a confusing time. You talked about the wisdom of thinking long term, three to five years as opposed to three to five days or three to five weeks. And I agree with that. My wife and I have never had credit card debt. We always pay cash for cars. We save up and we'll drive cars until they have 250, 300,000 plus miles on them. So mm-hmm. we've kind of adopted that long term policy. But here's the problem the, for me everything is so fluid right now. You know, I don't know how to project three to five years. Right. No, I, yeah, and that that obviously is the big concern. I think that, you know, with new investments uh, coming into the mix, I think people have to shape their mindset of, 
okay, if I'm gonna, uh, if I have I have my house, which isn't a, isn't really an investment. Um, if I have the stock market, which is you know the stock market's having some some rough patches here, what's my percentage in the stock market? How much do I have in gold? How much do I have in silver? How much do I have in crypto? And in and all of those things really have to be focused on what level of risk you feel comfortable with. And I think that there's certain assets that are just you just buy and hold, uh, and there's certain assets that you probably want to uh, wind down. You know, like the stock market right now. I think, you know, you're you're close to retirement, or maybe you're somebody that's more active, an active trader. I think winding down some of getting a little bit out of the stock market right now and moving into other assets is probably what most people recommend. I mean, we've had the most unbelievable bull market in history, but it, listen, the writing is on the wall. The debt's at $28 trillion. You know, our, our debt to GDP annually is at about 105%. You know, you look at, if you go back to 2000, 2002, we were at a 50% uh, debt to GDP ratio. Now we're at 106, 107 percent. So I think you know, realizing the economy is not as strong as the stock market is making it believe, and it's it's not as as steady. And really, kind of looking at these assets and making sure that that people are, it's just a it's just recalibrating right now, and just looking at it going in in a different direction. And it's okay to be a few months early in in this type of stuff. It's okay. Maybe you're six months early, maybe you're three months early, but you just don't want to be a few days late because when this crash hits, the stock market crash, and I believe it's going to happen, the price shiller index is showing that we're at an all-time high. When this thing happens, I mean, we're looking at you know 20 to 30% pullback minimum. Um, it, it's going to be pretty devastating for, for a lot of people. So you're forecasting absolutely the market's going to crash. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it'll be a 2008 collapse, but I, I do think that we are going to see, um, you know, we are going to see a pullback. And I think that, um, you know, I think that people need to be prepared for that. And, you know, the good news is, is that education is out there. The, we know what's happening. You, you know, I mean, look, let's look at big markets. Look, look at things. Let's look at, you know, uh, real estate. Office real estate right now, occupancy across the country is probably like 40%. This is a major driver of our economy. It's a major driver of taxes. You know, we we can't continue to fund this if for at forty percent occupancy, there's there's not enough revenue coming in like we used to see. I mean, there's a big shift in how the workforce is living and working, um, and I think that's you know why we've seen so many employers try to push their employees to get back to work, to go back to the office, just because. They have this space that they're they're paying for. There, there's really no need for it. They're working fine from home, but they want to get you back in the office because that really helps their bottom line. They want to move that that needle in that direction. So it's just there's a lot of major factors right now that are that are changing the way business is held, business is working, and more people than ever are wanting to work from home. They're not wanting to go back in the office. And it's, I mean, a lot of people are more efficient. I mean, just just not having to go back in, not having to drive to, you know, get on the subway to take the, tra however you're getting to work, all that time wasted is gone. People are more efficient now, in the in this new economy. But there's a lot of uh, real estate out there that's sitting vacant, so employers are trying to push people back. So you have this real shift in in how things are working, how business is working. 
Um, but it's it, for a while, it's really going to hurt the economy because we're just not prepared. We're not prepared for 40 percent uh, vacancy in office. I mean, that's just you know, there's restaurants around those offices that that aren't going to be able to sustain. There's just a lot of shifting and, and changing that's going to happen. Wow. It's, well, I suppose if there's a silver lining to the lockdowns, was it remote uh, working people going out of their homes to work? Yeah, I think that I think that really is. I think that people, um, you know, got focused more on their home. They're they're making their home their 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 castle. You know, they're really you know they're not gone eight, ten, twelve hours a day anymore. They're really at home most of that time. So there, um, you know, there's a lot of small businesses that are popping up and and taking advantage of how people are living and working. So there there's definitely a, a good shift for people, but. Let's just talk. Let's just kind of segue a bit. Let's just talk about inflation. Let's talk about money. The Fed's the the M2 money supply index has increased about 33% since last year. So we're seeing money getting flooded into the market. I mean, everybody's seeing. We see stimulus everywhere. We see we see all the the different places that they're trying to uh, create stimulus. They're talking about increasing taxes. I mean, the way money is right now is they're just they're dumping as much out there as they can. We're you know twenty eight trillion dollars in debt as a as a country, and then they're you know they're focusing not only on that, but now they're they're really focusing on taxing. You know that's going to be the big thing that next year is you know Biden's going to come in and you know he's going to be looking at taxing, uh, increasing taxes for business owners, the one percent. You know there's there's going to be taxes across the board that are that are happening. So. Everybody needs to really shift and change their mindset and realize that this is where things are going. You know, we're going to be in this for the next few years, and then how can you take advantage of what's happening? And, and an inflation-proof asset is typically gold. So you look at gold as the number one thing to look at, and then the second thing is silver because the other thing that's, that we're looking at with this administration is they're pushing electric vehicles. So. And, and obviously the, the, the big issue with electric vehicles is just the range, right? I mean, that's the biggest problem is that you can't really go that far. You can only go a few hundred miles. So for, for traveling cross country or people that, you know, drive longer, it's, it's not really an option yet, but the, but they're working on it. So silver is going to be a big component of that. So silver is going to have a big push. Uh, so, you know, there is opportunities there. Um, that that people are 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 going to be able to take advantage of, and then you know I also think that the cryptocurrency. There's still a lot of cryptos that are undervalued, and now people are starting to get more educated on them. And so there's going to be a lot of opportunities in the cryptocurrency space. Also, even though obviously we've seen big run-ups, um, there's still going to be a lot of opportunities there. For, well, for okay, let me put myself in here as a hypothetical customer, but I may not be so hypothetical. And so I'm looking at crypto because I'm convinced as the market has trouble, the dollar is going to follow. Mm -hmm. And and so if the mar if the dollar doesn't collapse, it's certainly going to wobble. So I'm looking for a good landing spot. And I and, and am I right in assuming crypto could be that landing spot? Do I need to be concerned about the type of crypto? Yeah, no, absolutely. There's 3,000 uh, cryptocurrencies. You know, you have Bitcoin and then you have altcoins. And altcoins are just basically everything that's not Bitcoin. So um, do I think that, that Bitcoin is a pretty safe investment in terms of if you're holding long term? Absolutely. In the short term, it's going to have some problems. But could Bitcoin hit five, six, seven hundred thousand, a million? No question. 
which would be phenomenal growth. But if you're looking at some of the other ones, and this is typically what happens, is people get some some Bitcoin, and you don't have to buy a full Bitcoin. That's a big common question. You can buy whatever dollar amount in Bitcoin that you have. You know, it's it can be broken down into, you know, if you have a you know a thousand or two thousand or five thousand, you can buy that much of Bitcoin. You don't have to buy a whole one. Um, but the thing is, is that what about some of the other ones and some of the other uses? Um, one of the ones, one of the cryptocurrencies we just released on our platform, mydigitalmoney.com, is called Chainlink. And Chainlink does something is which is really smart. And this is the thing that I would say before anybody, you know, buys any cryptocurrency is you want to find what the usage of that cryptocurrency, who the founders are, really dive into that to see if it's going to have use beyond just the 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 rush of cryptocurrencies. Now, Chainlink, what it does is that it creates a, a system to great get data for smart contracts that are outside that um, you know that um, circle. So, for instance, to kind of explain it a little bit easier. So, let's say you were going to buy a home, and you, you needed to close in the next sixty days, and you wanted to find out where you could get all of the best rates on a on a mortgage. You could create a, a, a smart contract through this blockchain oracle, where that data could go out. The the smart contract could go out there and send you that data every hour, for instance, and you could get that sent to you. And you could go, oh, okay, Wells Fargo is offering me, you know, 2.7. Bank of America is offering me this, and it would just send you that data because this cryptocurrency can actually gather that information. If you build the contract, you can gather that information and it can send it to you in, in as, as quickly as you need it to. So it's a way to gather data. And this application, Dave, I'm sure you can imagine, could be used in a lot of different um, ways. Just, to, I, I mean, it, the, the limit of it is, is sort of endless. Um, so that's one of the ones that I like because I can understand that use. That makes your life and my life easier right if that, someone were to come in to, to uh, noble gold and say okay I, I heard colin talk about such and such what would they refer to this as what would be the label uh so my digital money is our cryptocurrency um uh company so they would go to my digital money and they would basically they can go in right now create an account a free account and they can see Chainlink and all the other cryptocurrencies and they can actually have a play money account we have fifty thousand dollars in there and they can per buy it and see it move daily and just get a feel for the market before they actually put their own money in so you could buy bitcoin or any of these altcoins within this free money account it's called a play money account and you could test them you could research them and then once you feel comfortable then you're already in the system it's real easy to move it over and either do an ira or, or put some cash in but this would give you someone a way to, to, to kind of get your feet wet because the way that I work, Dave, and I don't know how you work, but a lot of times until I, I look at an investment every day or I'm, I'm researching it, it's hard for me, and there's so many cryptocurrencies, it's hard for me to understand which one to buy, why, the price. So we created the system so that people can, can test it, research it, and then once they feel comfortable, then they can actually put their own cash and, and buy it. And and uh, this is uh, let me make sure I have this. My digital money is that a dot com? Yeah, mydigitalmoney.com, and it's a free account. So there's no 
no risk. Um, but unfortunately, there's no reward either <laughs> if you do it. You know, obviously, that's the downside. Well, there is a reward because you're gaining knowledge on how to do sure. this. Yeah, how absolutely. does one cash out of an account when it's live? Yeah, it, it's it's just like – so in your IRA, if you buy it in your IRA, it's just you know the money – you. so let's say you buy Chainlink and it goes from $25 to you know $100. And let's say you set that up in there in the account. You you put a trigger order at a hundred dollars. You're like, if it, if it goes up four times, I want to sell it. So you set it up. It hits that mark. Whatever amount hits just goes into your cash account, and then it's just waiting in your IRA. And you can buy another crypto, or you can move into another investment. Um, in cash, it works the same way. So a non-IRA account works exactly the same. It just goes into cash, and then if you want to take the cash out, you can take it, or you know if you want to go back in and buy. You know something else you can use the money there so it's it's real easy to okay so to you've got things. a you've got a cash account like a reserve account so when you sell that money is paid and it would and you're talking about it going to an IRA so let me ask you what why do you funnel the money to an IRA what's the advantage well okay so yeah so you, there's two types of accounts there's an IRA account for crypto and then there's a cash account uh, our cash account will be live in about two weeks the IRAs are a hundred percent live um, the reason you want to do it in an IRA is because of the tax savings. So if you already have an IRA and you want to get out of the investment you're in, you can move it into crypto. You can buy Bitcoin or Chainlink or Ethereum. And then as it goes up, if it goes up 10 times, 20, 30, 40, 50 times, you can sell it, keep that money in an IRA, and you don't pay the tax until later, until you, you, know, you start getting your – your distributions at retirement. So the benefit of doing it in an IRA is that you are able to keep it in, take your gains, keep it in the IRA, and then invest in something else. So, you know, if you turn, just to use easy math, let's just say you bought Chainlink at 25 bucks and it went up four times. Okay, so you bought 50,000 worth. So now you're sitting at $200,000 in, in value. You liquidate. If you did that outside of an IRA, you'd have a a gain of $150,000, you'd have to pay tax, right? You'd pay $75,000 in taxes. In the IRA, that $200,000 stays in there, and then you can buy another asset, or you can, you know, go into Does the IRA else. actually purchase the asset? The, it's purchased within the IRA, correct. Okay. Yeah, so it's under the IRA. So that's the one way to do it. The other way is the cash way to do it. Um, and if you decide to do it with cash, because not everybody has an IRA, or maybe your IRA is locked up in something, or maybe you have a 401k with an employer, so you can't do an IRA, you can just put cash in in about two weeks, and you'll be able to buy cryptos. And then if you sell and you have a gain, you know we do all the tax reporting. We send you a document uh, the next year, and you just you know you give that information to uh, to your tax person, and you, you okay. kind of handle it that the, way. So. Okay, so when you say purchase another asset, you mean like buy more crypto? You can buy more crypto or you can, you know, the, the, in the IRA or out, you, you can move into another investment. So let's say you had big gains in, in uh, Chainlink and you, then you decided later that you wanted to buy gold. You could buy gold within the IRA you can, you, or you can go back in the stock market. You know, because I think what people are thinking right now, Dave, is that I want to get some money out of the stock market. It's kind of like what we talked about earlier and then diversify. And then if the stock market tumbles, you know. If the stock market and when it pulls back 20, 30%, am I a buyer in the stock market? Of course. <laughs> yeah. We've already seen it hit this value. We know it's going to continue to go up with over time, but maybe right now is just the, the time to get out. So you, you diversify, you get into something else, and then you jump back in. Um, Can I, you I buy gold think, off of that? 
You can buy gold. Yeah, absolutely. You can buy silver. You can you can do anything. You what the key is is you can do whatever you want. Okay. That's that's really the key. And I think the biggest thing that you and I have been talking about for the many years we've been talking is that a lot of people don't realize that they have options. They have these alternative investments available to them. They have gold, you know, the safety one. They have crypto. These are things that anyone can buy now and and they should learn about them. Whether they decide to make the, this investment or not, they should get educated about it. What my, my biggest thing is when I learn about something and I, someone tells me about an investment, I dive into it, I learn about it, and then I either, either do it or I don't, but at least I, I sort of check it off the list and I decide, oh, okay, I've, I've learned everything about this and, and either I'm going to do it or I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Um, and so – you know, that's how I work. For instance, like a lot of these crowdfunding, you know, real estate investment companies that are popping up. I've really looked into it because everybody seems seems to think they're great. What I've realized is that the fees and the chance of failure is really high for me. So I'm not going to do it. But at least I looked into it. I researched it. I think that's what you have to do with gold right now. And I think that's what you have to do with crypto is just spend the time and see what's out there and not be afraid of learning something new. Well, let me ask you this question here, because um, I know a lot of people look at this the way I do, and correct me if my view is less than optimal, okay, so I want you to correct me, but I've done business with your company, in fact, I like to say, uh, when I'm on the radio, say I, I went from just being an advertiser to also a customer, because I, I know what good work you guys do, but I bought gold and silver with the total intent that this is catastrophic insurance for me, so if the dollar goes right. belly up, the market goes to hell in a handbasket, that I'm going to be sitting out on the other side a whole lot better than other people who kept their money in cash and traditional investments. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, so go, go ahead and evaluate that that, that decision yeah. for me. Yeah. So that is a big part of our buying pool. People that acquire metals from us are just buying it strictly for insurance. And I heard one guy talk about it that he basically said, if if gold and silver goes nuclear, it's really not great for us in the world because that means everything else is falling apart but i at least will have done the thing that to protect myself and my family so i will have done the right thing now you know gold going to you know five thousand dollars an ounce in the next two years means a lot of other things are, are happening you know the dollar's really crashing uh a lot the stock markets you know a lot of things are happening but you know if those things do happen then i know that i diversified the right way um, so that is one really strong element. The other reason that people buy gold and silver from us is just because they look at the industrial use of those two metals and believe that, that it's undervalued just strictly based on that. And then I think the other view of it is just people that want to, you know, maybe they're looking to get into gold and silver for three to five years. They're going to wait to see what's going to happen in the stock market. And then if, if gold and silver move up, the stock market pulls back, they're going to sell and they're going to dive back into the stock market. So there's a few different there's a few different uh, buyer mindsets uh, of people that buy from us um, and they all have their own strategy of why they think it's important. Uh, I, me personally and you, I'm, I'm an insurance person, too. So I just buy, you know, every quarter just continuously. I just look at it as insurance. I know it's going to go up. I know that, you know. Obviously, I'll give it to my kids at some point, so they'll have it. Um, so I just, I just look at the, you know, the worst case scenario, I'm protected. Okay, so now we look at. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just filled with uh, inquisitive questions here, but I'm thinking like what the audience is going to think. 
because uh, I do know some of the answers to what I'm asking, but not all. Um, so here's what I wonder too. The dollar goes through catastrophe and you're holding all this gold and silver as you planned ahead accurately and saw it coming. When the cataclysm is happening economically, will people use gold and silver uh, as primary purchase materials, at least on a temporary basis? I think they will, and I think they'll borrow against it too, which is basically what central banks do. I, I think that there's there's a few different ways that people will use it. I think people will, you know, it'll be collateral for a lot of people. I think people will use it as collateral. So they'll go, okay, you know, I see an opportunity here. I got, you know, I got a million dollars in gold because gold really went up. I'm going to use this. I'm going to, you know, we're going to do a deal. You're going to lend me some money on the gold that I have. And I'm going to go out and, and you know invest in something or I'm going to buy things that I need. So I think people will be using it as collateral, and I also think they'll be using it to, to uh, trade and barter. And in essence, using it as collateral is exactly why central banks buy gold. That, that's what they use it for. They, mm -hmm. they put it in central banks in different parts of the world, and then they borrow against it or they make trades on it. So I think people will eventually get to that point where they'll do that. Uh, that'll be a very common – uh, thing for people to do and and you know the beauty behind you know gold for everybody is that it's it's an asset that is recognized all over the world and it's easy to verify that it's authentic and real so that you know it's very fungible which is which is really good uh, for a lot of people yeah the collateralization makes a great deal of sense yeah are there places where people can go and actually read about the process of doing that um, I, I think that we're early in, in where the world is going. I, I don't think we're seeing that as of yet, but you can definitely store gold in depositories like ours and borrow money against it. Um, there's tons of companies that will do that. It's actually very easy to do um, because it's such a solid asset. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of that available for, for investors. Um, you know, in terms of trading and bartering yet, you know, we, we see states opening up where you can pay taxes or uh, tickets or debts. You know, Utah is a great state for that where you can, you know, you can pay off taxes for that state in gold and silver. So we're starting to see the day-to-day -day usage uh, become uh, something that's more readily available. Um, but we're still, you know, it's still an old school mindset where people are still thinking in dollars and cents and uh it's going to take a little time for that to change but it, it where we're going and using precious metals as as collateral for other assets is definitely something that's going to continue to grow well yeah certainly it, it's kind of like the balance to economic instability uh, right i have another ira question for you here though too um it, and i just lost it <laughs> I just had a Joe Biden moment. Can you believe that? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I think I know it. No, All right. I so you I said that it. we – okay, I remember what it is now. Uh, you take the crypto and, mm -hmm. you, and you place it in your IRA. What if you don't have an IRA? You can open an IRA um, if that's the way you want to do it. If you qualify – as long as you're working and you're not um, putting money towards a 401K, you can, you can open IRA if you're self-employed. Um, you can open an IRA if you're not self-employed. You can open an IRA. So I mean, there's plenty of options um, to opening an IRA if that's the way you want to go with it. Um, lot we've opened this month. I think we opened five or six SEP IRAs for uh, 
people that are self-employed that just you know wanted to put it into crypto so yeah there's there's definitely those options and we can we can help you with that paperwork but i i think most people today have an old 401k or an ira out there that's kind of been hanging around i think you know there's they said there's like 30 or 32,000 old 401ks that get left at previous employers every year people just kind of forget about them so i think if people do a little digging they'd be surprised they probably have an account out there that they forgot about or or they haven't really done much with so you know there is there is definitely some opportunities to uh, to move that into uh you know, basically moving it from an old 401k into a traditional IRA is really easy, easy to do. Okay, so if you have, all right, so let's say you have the 401k, so you're ineligible to open up an IRA. Um, what what do people typically do, let's say if they're with my digital money and they're doing the crypto? So if they have a, you can open an IRA if you have a 401k. It's just you can't contribute to both accounts. That's the way the IRS is kind of set up. So if you want to, let's say you have a 401k, you don't, you're not eligible for an IRA. What I would do is I'd sign up, get the free account at My Digital Money right now, mydigitalmoney.com. And then in two weeks when we offer the cash option, uh, go in there and, you know, if you feel comfortable, open up a cash account and you can start funding it. Um, you can do as little as a thousand. You can open an account with as little as a thousand dollars in that cash account. And, you know, you'd be able to, to buy crypto, um, you know, like, all, like, you know, obviously there's, there's companies out there that pe- Coinbase and a lot of these ones that people have read about, you know, but the difference with us is that you get the same customer service that you did that everybody loves with Noble Gold, but you get that with my digital money. And I think that's important today with a lot of the confusion out there. People want someone to call and we have a live staff that picks up the phone and answers your call. So, you know, we're really trying to separate ourselves from just being an online firm. Uh, even though you can self-trade, you're going to self-trade your crypto, you can still call in and get questions answered and and find out about the, the you know, the system and how things work because there's just so many people out there. I was reading and uh, Coinbase had 14 or 15,000 people that got hacked on their uh, crypto account and just haven't been able to recover, you know, what they lost. And uh, a lot of it is just because the people there can't call. It's hard to get in touch with anybody there. And so that's frustrating. So we want, you know, we obviously want a system where people can call in and get their questions answered and feel comfortable because like you, you're new, right? You, you want to, you want to, at some point, even if you open up an account, everything was smooth at some point in the next few years, you may want to call and just ask a question. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, that's so that's once a customer, really, so. always a customer, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the idea. So that's what we're pushing for. Uh, so we have live people right now. You can call in, and um, you know, you can get your questions answered. And um, you know, I think that's that's something that people like. But I would say the first step would be would just open the free account because there's no risk, <laughs> right? Yeah, and there's just no learn how it works. That. Yeah, sure. Just learn how it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I got to tell you, if I was to do something like this. Uh, my commander in chief would tell me, "Oh, we're doing the free account first, honey. We need to fully understand this." And that, <laughs> exactly. that comes from someone who used to manage a sixty million dollar budget when she ran McDonald's in Arizona. So oh, okay. I always yeah. defer to her judgment. And by the way, yeah. in our business, <laughs> don't touch the money. She does, yes. um, so for, she for good reason. But I think this free account's well, and, a great idea. And what's cool too is that you could open a free account, she could open a free account, and then you guys could trade for a month or two and see how you do and you can compete against each other um you know one of the things that we're going to release next year is once cash gets live we're going to offer in the free account we're going to do some contests 
and offer some free crypto to people that perform really well um, so we can get people really kind of competing against each other. But that's the nice thing, too, is that you can you can either one of you can open an account or both and uh, compete and see who who performs better, who makes more money. So that that can be pretty fun also. Yeah, that's just amazing. Okay, what I this is what I wanted to do, and then I want to go to another area real quickly here. But uh, what I wanted to do, and just for the audience benefit, a lot of people give me feedback that when they hear shows on economics and they go, okay, dollars in trouble. Well, we know that, Dave. What can we do? And so then we talk about gold and silver and, and palladium and things like this. Well, how do you do it, Dave? You're gonna, you need to give us some detail. And listen, I think those are valid criticisms I get. So that's why I wanted to walk through this one process here with you so people will kind of have an idea. There's, there's a, a well-planned, well-oiled mechanism to follow to get you started in this. And, but, yeah. but even if they call in, they go, I forgot half of what I heard. Okay, your people would be able to guide them through this very easily, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And we do have a YouTube channel too. We have a, a My Digital Money uh, or My Digital Cash actually is the is the name of the YouTube channel. So the, right, we do videos. I do videos on on the cryptos that we have and the process. So yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of uh, a lot of information out there about you know how the process works. And I think I think once someone spends, I think if if someone spent you know, two, three days a week for a month and they would have a lot of knowledge after a month. Now they're not going to have maybe enough to make a decision, but they're going to know a lot more than they did before. And I think that's really the key is that just starting to educate yourself and starting to learn more because there is a lot of everyday people that have become millionaires because of crypto, because they saw the benefit, they spent the time. And so I, I definitely encourage people to to learn about this and it may not be for them they may not like the risk they may not feel it's exactly their thing but i do think they'll feel that they made a good decision at least getting educated on crypto so you know the way the world's working because i can tell you this whatever you have to say about the value of cryptocurrencies and i think there could be a lot of arguments on why the values are where they're at and people could you know they could poke holes in it and i i would probably agree with a lot of them. But the one thing people cannot uh, argue on is blockchain blocked this this blockchain the way that these blockchains are doing business and the way that all these big corporations from visa to jp morgan to central i mean everybody is using this technology and so learning about the uses and how it may affect your life or it can make your life better you will get an education there you will get something positive even if it's not the investment point of view even if you don't like the risk of it it, 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 you'd be surprised um, how many uses there are for this this technology. It's it's phenomenal. Okay, I, I you know I, I've noted that. Now that's typically just tied to uh, crypto, correct? Yeah, blo blockchain is is you know it's just a the the ledger, right? They've just created this you know immutable ledger that can move data in a way that's that's basically perfected, and that's that that will affect and change so many aspects from healthcare to how we move products there's going to be a lot of uses that are going to make our lives better in the next 4 or 5 years and a lot of it will come from this from this technology um, and, and getting even getting you know prescriptions faster to getting doctors information faster so that you know if somehow you end up in the emergency room 
that that the doctor could get access to your information to make sure he treats you or you know doesn't give you penicillin if you're you know things of that nature that could really help you and and help sustain your life and and keep you happier those things are coming and that that technology is through the blockchain which is 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 founded by this cryptocurrency you know trend uh, that, see this is real to me it's really exciting but let me be the naysayer just for a second, okay? Because sure. I actually get some of this from my audience, too. When we've done previous shows or I've talked to other economists, what a lot of people will fire back with is an historical example. And I agree with the example. You go back to the days of JFK, and not to go conspiratorial, but one of the things that set him on the wrong side of the elite was the fact that he was producing silver certificates and the Federal Reserve said, we don't allow competition how can the crypto people be sure that the, the central banking system is not going to react against them and penalize them in some way for going alternative? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, and I agree with that argument. There's always the, the number one big fear is that the central banks just ban it, right? I mean that's that would be – the, the worst thing that would happen to cryptocurrencies and I and and I guess there is that risk of it except that we have a society that is transacting through so many different ways like never before for you know PayPal Alibaba mm-hmm. all of these you know ways like these ways that money is moving is not it not all with the banks anymore you know the banks are still doing a decent amount of business, but really it's moved away from traditional banking where they're handling the, you know, if you go back, you know, 80 years, you know, 99% of the transactions, unless you're trading or bartering, were going through some kind of bank or wiring or a check. Um, most people today have money in different places. They, they might have a little money left over in their, their a Venmo account, or they might have a credit in PayPal, or, you know, all of these other institutions have found a way to get access to some of your funds. And I don't think that the, I think the genie is out of the bottle. And I don't think it's ever going to go back to where the banks are going to be controlling the majority of your transactions. And if, if once that has been pretty much established, the idea of, of the government's banning it would seem sort of foolish because they'd sort of have to ban a lot of the other ways that we're transacting money. And I, I don't think that they're going to do that, but there is like, I agree with you too. There is risk with crypto. That's why you have to do your research. You have to, it has to be, you know, in your risky pile investment. It's not for everyday people. They have to realize that some of these cryptos, some of these 3000 cryptos are going to go up a lot and some of them are going to, and eventually some of these cryptos will go to zero and so you have to be prepared for that that pullback or that you know potential collapse it could happen to because some of the government i don't think it'll happen to all of them but i do think there is definitely that risk that people have to be prepared for so and would that risk be tied around government interference um it could be it could be tied to government interference it could be tied to bad management of that crypto it could be okay. tied to the demand is low. Just, I mean, any business, I mean, you could buy a stock of a company that you think is great and it could go to, to nothing too, because the use of that business is wrong or the management is wrong. So, I mean, when you're buying something like this, there's definitely risk in, in any of these type of investments. I, I just think that 
it, I don't think it'll be the government coming in and shutting it down. I think that's unlikely. I think it's just more there. There could be other factors that could bring a crypto to you know low or next. For instance, I mean, uh, Ripple. Uh, you know, obviously the SEC came in and and you know said that Ripple was transacting business in a way that they they thought it was a security, and they, so they've been under you know this uh, this umbrella with the government. And, you know, they, they went after Ripple pretty hard and, and we'll see what ends up coming out of it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there are there are these opportunities where the SEC or the government could come in. Um, they're going after Coinbase right now. You know, they're, they're going after Coinbase because they don't like the idea that, that you can lend your crypto and that you get a percentage. They think that's a security. So there is going to be these things happen. But. In a, in a whole, uh, I think the market of crypto will will sustain. I just think that there will be some cryptos that will go to zero, and there will be some risk involved in that, and you have to factor that into it. No, that's really a good answer. Now, I'm going to drive you crazy, Colin. I'm sorry, but I have to ask this question because I'm going to tell you what my tolerance level will be, um, and then I'll tie it into something specific. When I see the United States citizen lose total rights and the government become completely dictatorial, then they can do anything to your assets they want. And when I see that trend, I will not do anything that could be considered to be controversial. And I'm going to give you a, a solid example and let you comment on it. The World Economic Forum talks about the Great Reset. And I know it's easier said than done. And they're way behind schedule. And some people say they're never going to be able to get it done in the form they want to. But they want to go to one complete digital currency. And I don't see them allowing any competition given their mindset they even want to control our diet for example i mean it's mm. in their literature so it's not like right. i'm sitting here being conspiratorial i've read this so to me my tolerance would be if we really move in that direction i'm bailing now mm -hmm. let me ask you a, 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 a mechanics question let's say that someone chooses the ira option okay and they're having money funneled in talk about the age restrictions of bailing well, there's never – people get confused with penalties with restrictions. So you can at any point sell any asset you have in an IRA or a 401k. You can sell it and take a distribution at any time. Now there's penalties and there, there's taxes. But if we're in that scenario that you're stating, most likely these cryptocurrencies, alternative investments would be going up rapidly. You'd probably want to liquidate some. Or all and get out of those those institutions. You probably want to get away from, you know, a, a, a place where they can control your funds. That's that's what I would do. And and people always ask that about gold. If if they have gold in their IRA and let's say you know the dollar's crashing, can they get access to their gold? Absolutely. You can always get access to your gold. You would just have to pay the tax and the penalty at that time. Okay. But if gold is doubling or tripling or quadrupling, what do you care about the taxes and the penalty at that point? You want it. And so you can get your gold and silver delivered to your doorstep. Uh, with crypto, it's it's a little different mechanism. You're probably going to have to eventually take it in kind, which that there's some risk there. Or you could just liquidate into cash and get the cash sent to you, and that that's easy to do. I mean you could have – you could have that cash from an IRA sent to you in you know, four or five yeah, days. Give me a couple of typical penalties that people could look at because I guarantee I'm going to get sent these questions. Yeah. Uh, so early distribution, early takeout before 59 and a half is a 10% penalty. 
um, and then the taxes would just be based on whatever you're making. Yeah, they will exactly. just, they'll, yeah, they'll just add it to uh, to your income on that time. So, um, you know, I couldn't give you like a straight answer because everyone's situation sure, would, would sure. be different. But you've given me the answer. The ten percent figure is what people really need to focus on because That's everything the, else is relative to them. Right. Exactly. Of course. Exactly. So, and then. You know, but if they're above fifty nine and a half, there's none, um, so they don't have to worry about it. And then if it's a if it's a Roth IRA, they just they just have that penalty, but there's no tax. So um, so yeah, so I think there there's different you know tax rules depending on what type of account you have. But I've always told people that if things are falling apart, they're gonna want to get their gold. The dollar's gonna be dropping. They're not gonna care about taxes at that point that's exactly. the last yeah, thing exactly be concerned yeah. about so the 10 percent um, is not something that would discourage me from bailing if i saw a bad trend no of course yeah and and and, and i think that i don't think it would discourage anyone because the profit would be much higher so um yeah it, it's definitely and if you really think about assets in an ira you know you're going to have in any of your investments there's going to be some kind of penalty for early withdrawal so it's not unique to gold it's not unique to crypto this is just the rules set up for for IRAs. They they want to they want to keep you into that IRA until 59 and a half because and this is this is really the the best part of it is that the longer you keep the money or the investment in there, the more chance you have to grow it because it compounds. So them creating a penalty for early distribution is actually makes a lot of sense because it, it encourages people to keep their funds there, and the longer they can do that, the more growth they're going to have, and they're going to have a better retirement. So it really does benefit them to keep it there, but that being said, if we're in an unusual circumstance and the dollar's crashing and you want to get your investments, absolutely, you can do that. And I would be doing the same thing, too. Wow, that's, that's – yeah. Okay, I want to play a game with you before we close called Truth or Dare, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and I, listen, I, no one's going to hold you. <laughs> yeah, dare. Well, the dare is <laughs> I'm going to ask you to put your projections on the line. And okay. don't worry, I'm doing this with a lot of people, and, and listen, I could not do what you do. So, uh, you know, I'm going to put you on a higher pedestal right now. But I, I really want to know what people who work in this business, like you do, think about the immediate future and the medium, uh, the immediate future and the medium future that lies ahead. When you look at America today, the volatility politically, the volatility economically, militarily, I mean, foreign relations is absolutely horrendous right now. Uh, with China, Afghanistan, our allies are turning to China away from us. I'm talking mostly about the EU. Uh, with all this volatility, look at what lies ahead and tell us how you see the economics of situations going and what people are going to need to do. Well, I'll just give you my forecast. This is where I think things are going to go with the assets we're talking about. I, I think gold by the end of 2022 and Bank of America came out with this report. They think gold's going to be at three thousand dollars an ounce. I oh think it's going to. I think it's going to be at probably twenty three or twenty four hundred. I think it will creep up past twenty five hundred dollars an ounce, but I think it'll eventually settle at twenty two or twenty three hundred by the end of next year. I think silver breaks its all time high of fifty probably settles in the mid to low 40s it'll have a big pullback because there's typically a lot of uh you know day traders that will go in and manipulate the price of that but i think it settles in the low 40s it will in my opinion at the end of next year it will break uh 50 an ounce i think bitcoin will creep and get very close to one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then i think it'll settle 
in the low 102, $105,000 range. So I think it'll have a lot of volatility, but I think it breaks through and it, it breaks 100, keeps going, and goes to $150,000, but then it'll have a pullback. And then I think uh, Ethereum will eventually hit $10,000. Ethereum is, you know, in my opinion, a very easy buy just because 32 of the top 50 cryptos are built on the Ethereum platform. So I think it's a very stable, it's got a lot of utility, which is the big argument with a lot of cryptos is what is the utility? Ethereum has a lot of utility. Um, so those are my predictions. And then I think I think Ethereum will pull back to probably like seven or $8,000, but I think it breaks 10,000 by end of next year. So I think we're gonna see some massive moves. I think it's gonna be uh, fast. I think it, it's gonna shock people. Um, and then they'll have the, the typical corrections. Um, and, yeah, sure. uh, but that, that, that's my personal belief. I'm, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, but that's where I see just based on our demand and where I've seen gold go, where I've seen crypto go when, when the, when things shift, when you see a little bit of un, unnerviness in, in the stock market or people get fearful. So I think we're going to be, I think those numbers are going to, those are the numbers that I predict for next year. Okay, well, I, I'm hearing the same thing from many other qualified sources, so I think there's kind of a unanimity of uh, belief here, which to me strengthens uh, these predictions that you just made. But uh, th there's another group that I want to address here, and it's people in my audience, and they're typically in their 60s and 70s, and they have worked their fannies off their entire life. They're the backbone of America in terms of work ethic, and some of that's been lost on the younger generations. But they have gone by the model, and it's worked for them until recently, that I work, I put money in the bank, I let it grow, and then I buy what I need based on savings. I try not to acquire too much debt, but I use the bank as my primary means. And I've been telling these people in my broadcast, you are flirting with disaster in today's world. Am I being too dramatic? And if I am, please correct me. I mean, I, I'm not a big believer in keeping a lot of funds in the bank. I, I, I just think there's no return, unfortunately. Um, there's never going to be a return. We're never going to get back to having a, a return in the bank that would make anybody want to keep funds there. So I, I, I don't I don't believe in that. I think that there's, there's better places to, to hold your money. But, you know, it really comes down to, you know, closer you get retirement, a lot of it is just uh, comfort. And I think everybody has to find a different comfort level yeah, exactly. for what they're doing. And, you know, some people, the comfort level is having, you know, nine months of savings just, just ready to, to go. But, you know, you have to know that leaving that money there that you're going to lose, you know, four, five, six, seven percent every year. Um, but that may be okay. So I think everybody has a different view of what makes them uh, feel comfortable. But... I do think right now there's a massive opportunity for for investors to to look at some of these alternative investments, and I think there's a there's a real demand. And you know, gold and silver are are absolutely liquid, so getting into it, and let's say we hit the numbers that that I think we're going to hit, you could you could liquidate right then, and you you'd have a much better return than leaving you know leaving it in cash. So. It really just comes down to comfort level and, and risk and, and time, you know, because to get into something new, a new investment, you have to put the work in. And some people aren't willing to do it, don't want to do it. And if they're not, then they should just keep it in cash and feel comfortable and know that they're going to lose a little bit of money, but they're happy in their life. 
but for those people that want to put the work in, um, I think there's some good opportunities out there. Well, that's you just hit on the central concern I have for some people in my audience. You know, a lot of people who are just really set in their ways will say, this is too complicated to learn, and I'm not making fun of them because it's all complicated when you're first starting. I get sure. that. But but it's not it's not physics. It's not uh, it's no. not geometry. This is much simpler. Yep. You just have to go through step by step. So I'm just wondering how good are these financial houses, banks, and companies like yours in educating the average person who has no clue what's coming but know they need to make a change? I mean, I think for what we do, because it's very straightforward. It's 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 very much a supply and demand issue and. Uh, in gold and silver, I think we we've done a good job of, of streamlining uh, what we do um, in in precious metals and crypto. You know, we have a very um, kind of straightforward approach. There's, you know, gold and silver. There's you know ten thousand different types of coins out there. You can really lose your mind. But we basically sell ten to fifteen products, bullion products, to ninety nine percent of our clients because those are the ones that we know people want they're they're easy to digest and and we know that that it's simple um in crypto we've done the same thing we don't have 2500 cryptos we have uh, a small uh group of cryptos that are mostly the ones that are in the top 20 of of trading volume the ones that we understand the utility the ones that have been around so we've kind of done the same thing with both companies is create put products in front of you that are easier to to digest and on terms of calling in and answering questions um you're going to find on both sides that that they love these products our, our team loves gold and silver our team loves crypto they're going to want to talk to you about it you're probably going to have to get them off the phone because they're going to want to continue to talk to you about it so the information and and talking to a live person about what we do is there it's just a matter of if you know someone wants to spend that time and and even if you call in one time you get information and, and we send you out a, a few kits and you just get a few questions answered that we didn't go over today um that might be good enough that and and that might you know it might make an investment you're interested in or it might not um but that might be enough so i, I think yeah. just even calling and talking to someone um, at our company, you know, we're a U.S.-based company. You're going to talk to a friendly person. So, I think anyone that calls in is going to get good information. Yeah, well, that, that's one thing I always have said that when I call in. But I will tell you this: um, I've always had to push a deal to close with dealing with Noble Gold personnel. I've always had to say, "Well, I want to do this now," instead of them saying, "Are you <laughs> right. ready to do it?" I'm, I'm being right. very serious. It's happened every time I've done this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I appreciate the no pressure, and I know a lot of people just, "Oh, I don't want to get beat over the head." And that yeah. doesn't happen with your company. Call them. Yeah. We're flat out of time. Let me give out the number. It's um, 877-646-5347. And tell them you heard the interview with Dave and Colin and just say, hey, you know, we're going to get great treatment, right? And they'll go, yeah. And then you're going to get all your questions answered. Colin, really informative stuff. And I, like I said, we did a little different interview this time because I wanted people to say, okay, I can do this because they can't stand pat in their bank account. And I think we really accomplished that today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Dave. I, always, always all the best. And uh, when you get back into town, let's uh, give me a call. We'll talk about uh, we'll talk about a little crypto. And, oh, we're going to do go some crypto. It. The Hodges family is lining up. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> right. Good. I'm Thanks, excited, Colin. excited to jump into that with you. And have a great day. Thanks so much. Thank you.